Dr. Taylor Marshall, you've dedicated your life to things that, that Joe and I have not, uh, spiritual things and particularly uh, the, um, the living word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Obviously, the most complicated and, and quite frankly, I think, confusing book of the, of the Bible is Revelation. You have done when you came on here before and said, hey, you got to understand the whole testament and all that. Just when you see Elon Musk, you see the presentation last night. How should people take that, particularly in relation to uh, to the Bible and to uh, Revelation, sir? Well, when I saw Elon Musk, I thought this is Dr. Frankenstein. This is creating a monster that we will never be able to put back in his cage. And I think it's interesting when you look at the book of Revelation and you look at Revelation 13 is really what we're talking about. We're talking about the beast, the mark of the beast. Also, the beast makes an image that can talk to the whole world. In the time of Christ and the apostles, that seemed impossible. I mean, right now, you are, you and I are talking to each other in an image thousands of miles apart. I mean, technology is advancing. I think one of the keys here is what is the mark of the beast? It's 666. Everybody knows that. Why 666? Well, we know seven is the holy number. The book of Revelation has seven seals, seven trumpets, seven plagues. We have a 777 in the book of Revelation. But 666 is one less of God's holiness. But also it was day six when God created Adam and Eve. So six is the number of humanity, of mankind. And, and we're called by God to join him in heaven, in the sanctity of heaven with him. And... The 666 is the sign of the beast, the number of the beast that is focused on what it means to be man without God, fallen man. And I think that's what this whole pursuit is of, of, a, of a techno human trying to gain eternal life or divine knowledge or omniscience or what, whatever it's going to be trying to achieve this technology. It is the deification of man, but not on God's terms, on man's term. And that's why it's 666. So Taylor Marshall, given that, what is one to do? What, what are people supposed to do here? Because obviously we're going we're to have a fight and, and talk about getting this stuff out of the omnibus bill and you know reversing the executive order that has a whole of government approach. And we're going to fight at one level that you got to have the weapons labs open. It had to be reviewed. They have to be congressional investigations. The stuff's got to be shut down. Uh, but they're not going to stop. So what is a Christian to do here? What, what is step one? What is your recommendation, sir? Well, I think we need to ask, you know, the philosophical question, which is always why and how. Why is this needed and how will it be implemented? And I, I agree with you, Steve. I think the whole idea of, you know, making the blind see and the lame walk, I mean, that's just messianic language. I think it it calls into question uh, that this is, this is, this sounds antichristic. This sounds antichristic. And it's false messianism. And I think we need to ask, why is this necessary? How will it be accomplished? I mean, how, how many dozens of monkeys have already died? That raises the question, how many humans are going to die in trials in which they try to perform this? And then can we just get back to the basic Christian understanding of what does it mean to be a man or a woman in the image and likeness of God? And what is it? What is the purpose of being human? And it's not to live forever, you know, with electrodes coming out of your neck and chips in your head and 
and downloading all this information. I mean, we already have enough, you know, mental illness by being on social media. Why wire it into our brains, hardwired? This, it seems very irresponsible. And of course, these things always seem fun and neat and interesting. Like look at Jurassic Park, kind of the modern day Frankenstein. Oh, wouldn't it be neat if we could walk with dinosaurs? And then the whole film, the whole series is a commentary on human pride. We think that we can, you know, take something divine like creation and magnify it and experience it. And it, it turns, it turns wrong. So this is, this is either going to fail or this, I think really does sort of roll down the red carpet for the apocalypse. Yeah, I think this is the dividing line. I think this is where you're going to see, I mean, it's the vaccines, all this, but you can see it all. I can see it quite clearly how it's all coming together and it's an unbridgeable gap. There's, it is unbridgeable. It's clear now more than ever, not just on the level of, of, I don't want to call superficial politics, but political discourse or political things. It's, it's, it's a spiritual war, but it's so much even deeper than that. Um, how do people, you wrote this amazing book on the apocalypse and we had you on, people were blown away. How, how do people get into this? Cause I think now more than ever, not just, the the new and old Testament, you made the great point that, Hey, you got to understand the old Testament, which most Catholics. And I think even a lot of evangelical Christians, the reason I made the movie with, um, Phil Robertson, he really knows the old Testament. And in fact, the film was called the torchbearer and it really was him going back and, and talking about the, the old Testament, a lot of it. So. I'd learned a lot in that, but how do people, your book, how do people get into the, because Revelations is quite dense, right? Very poetic yeah. and some moving images, but, but quite dense to follow. How do people get into it? The book of Revelation is the most difficult book of the Bible because of all the books in the Bible, in particular the New Testament, it requires that you already have an advanced knowledge of the Old Testament, that you've read the you know, the prophet Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and the minor prophets. And, you know, the whole history of Moses and David, you have to know all that. So what I want to do is put together a book. It's called Antichrist and Apocalypse, and it uses all the illusions made in the book of Revelation from the Old Testament, where they came from, what they mean, what are the prophetic symbols. And once you kind of understand that, you've you have actually cracked the code because you're understanding the Old Testament prophetic apocalyptic language, and now you're understanding it in the context of Jesus Christ as the Messiah and how it's fulfilled. And so I didn't want to be sensational or fantastic with all the info. I just took the church fathers and the Old Testament, New Testament, and kind of just put it together verse by verse, uh, showing where everything's coming from. And then that way, when you're looking at all these puzzle pieces, you can start putting together the outline, you know, the border and, and filling in with the different colors, and it starts to make sense. And I think Ultimately, the apocalypse is a book of hope. It's a book of strength, of power. And as you turn page by page through it, you see the people who truly love God, serve God, they are victorious. Do they suffer? Yes. Is it difficult? Yes. I mean, just read the sections on the beast, Mark of the Beast, all these things. It will be very difficult. But as you turn through the pages, you see Christ wins, his people wins, God wins. It's actually very hopeful and it will happen. We just have to ask ourselves, will we believe, will we love, will we hope to make it through, to stay close to God, to hold his hand all the way through? And if the answer is yes, I'm not going to have a, a chip or a device put into my head, God willing. Um, I'm going to live for a heavenly reality and not for a perpetual 
techno reality that they're going to create through a metaverse or through chips or whatever they're going to come up with next.